Hey everybody, Brian McClanahan here. The woke madness in history education is off the rails. Well, how do we change it? McClanahanAcademy.com. And because you listen to this podcast, if you use the coupon code PODCAST at checkout, you get 25% off every day, all day, 365 days a year on every class at McClanahanAcademy.com. So go to McClanahanAcademy.com, use coupon code PODCAST at checkout, and get a real history education at 25% off. Why has the college degree lost its value in the modern age? We'll talk about that on this episode of The Brian McClanahan Show. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to The Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to The Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to be back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. Find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. This is B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me that email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founder, free audiobook of the same title read by yours truly. You can support the show by going to mcclanahanacademy.com. You've already heard about that, already free to enroll. Get that free class, 10 Myths of American History. When you do enroll and get great deals on new and forthcoming courses when you get on the email list, so... That's always a good thing. You get great coupons. Get on that email list. I am offering right now, if you're on my email list, a 30% discount. Still, up through Christmas, if you want to get 30% off at McClanahan Academy, but you need to be on the email list to pick up the coupon. Plus, there's also a new option. You can give McClanahan Academy classes as gifts at checkout. So it's a great thing. It's a new option they have there. So uh, head on over to McClanahan Academy, pick up those classes you can also support the show financially by clicking, by clicking on the support tab at brianmcclanahan.com or by going to Spotify for podcasters or by clicking on the little super thanks button under the video if you're watching on YouTube. All those are great ways to support the show. But as always, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast so people know you love it. Share it around on social media. Give it that five-star review. Leave a text review wherever you can and comment on YouTube for the algorithm. All those things help get more people listening to the show. Now, this is the last show of 2023. So before I begin any of that, I'd like to thank you all for being here for 2023. We've had a lot of great content in 2023. Uh, there's still a lot more in store. This is, um, I think, episode 913, what we're at now. We're getting close to 1,000 episodes. It's remarkable. If you've been with me for the ride for all 900-plus episodes, thank you for doing that. I know I have some long-term listeners. If you're just new, you've got my catalog, because I won't be here for a couple of weeks. Go back and listen to those older episodes. I've been saying the same thing since I started this podcast all the way back in 2016. So um, it's uh, you, you can go back and see that my consistency and what I've talked about and what I've warned you about, a lot of it's come true. So uh, head on back there and check out that that past catalog. In 2024, there there will probably be some changes to the podcast. I'll I'll make those known when we get to 2024. This podcast will come back the first week of January. So uh, we'll be taking off the week of Christmas. And, of course, the following week. So um, make sure that you're out there, actually, the week before Christmas and the week of Christmas. So make sure you're out there um, looking at those old episodes. You can always, again, support the show by getting some McClanahan Academy content. If you like the podcast, you'll love McClanahan Academy. Great content. But, again, I do appreciate all of you for doing this. And if you've commented, if you've sent me show requests or any of those things, again, thank you for those. I want to wrap up with a discussion of education for this year. This is what this podcast is all about, education. It's what I, everything I do is about education. I've said many times on this show that the, 
the point of all of this is to ensure that this side of things gets out there and that people can learn it and listen to it. If you follow establishment media, if you look at establishment historians or you get your K through 12 education or even mostly your college education, I'm going to talk about that today, they do control the narrative. This is the other side of it. Um, so again, you're a curious person simply for listening to this show and trying to find another side of the story. Maybe it validates what you already think. Maybe you don't believe what I think. Maybe you're, you, you think I'm, I'm full of it and you just want to hear something else. That's great. At least you're an intellectually curious person and you're trying to, uh, to think about other things. And I appreciate all of you for tuning in. The topic of the show, of course, is the college degree. It's lost its value, according to a recent article. Now, the question is why? Why has the college degree lost its value? And this is a, this is a structural question for the United States. There is a major push in the U.S. right now in the higher education area to eliminate the soft areas of a college degree. What do I mean by that? Well, English, history, the arts. The things that for years were associated with a liberal arts degree, there's an effort to try to get rid of that and, of course, focus on the STEM areas or technology or practical degrees. Particularly at the two-year level, there's a, there's a real push for this. Across the United States, doesn't matter where you are, that's what's happening. Now, the question is, why is that happening? Because for years, it was thought that if you went and got a college degree, you would be a more well-rounded individual. You would have the ability to think critically. You'd have the ability to write. You'd have the ability to speak publicly. These would be the things that someone who goes to college is able to do. You would read a little poetry, some literature. you get some history. you study a little art. you get some math, and you'd have some basic science knowledge. You would have some things in your liberal arts area before you got into your major field that would make you a well-rounded individual. And I still firmly believe that's necessary for a well-rounded person to have these things. Even if you don't do it in degree, you should be doing these things anyways. You should be reading a little literature here and there. You should be learning some culture, some art, some music, not just pop music, but other things. You should learn about this stuff. Uh, you should know a little bit of science, be able to do a little bit of mathematics, advanced mathematics, not just your basic math. You should be able to do some of these things. It makes you a well-rounded individual, and you can talk about a variety of things. But the reason that people don't appreciate the college degree is because of what the colleges and universities have become. They've been completely politicized in the last, say, 50 years. Now, it's not to say that colleges weren't politicized before that. You even go back to the 18th century. And this is why Thomas Jefferson wanted to found the University of Virginia. He thought that the universities in the North, all of what we now call the Ivy League schools, were producing a certain type of individual. He called them the dark federalist mills. They produced federalists. They, they, the education, the climate of education there produced a certain type of intellectual. And Jefferson was concerned about that. In other words, they were, they were milling out an automaton, right? Someone who was a federalist, and this is what they thought. So education has always had this kind of stigma. What kind of education do you get, and what does that education do? So Jefferson founds the University of Virginia, and the idea is to push back against that, right? To, to have a place, a liberal arts education that also had uh, the sciences and mathematics. None of that was ignored. 
but to really focus on the classics and to ensure that Southerners had a place that was more reflective of them than, say, Yale or Harvard or Princeton, the College of New Jersey, those places, right? University of Pennsylvania, these institutions that he thought were destructive to a real education. You were getting indoctrinated in these universities in the North. So Jefferson wanted to change that. So this idea of university indoctrination is not new. This is being discussed in the 19th century. And certainly where you go to school has often impacted how you think about things, who you work with, who are your mentors, who are your teachers. That impacts how you think about things. It at least creates a foundation. Now, people can, can deviate from that. They can go out and say, well, I don't agree with that. I don't believe this. And you can have teachers that you agree with and those that you don't. <clears throat> I've talked about on this show many times. I had a number of professors in my time as an undergraduate and graduate student that I didn't agree with. But I appreciated their contributions, and sometimes they would show me things that I didn't think about. And that would help me sharpen my pencil, so to speak, for how I did think about things. So having these other voices is always important. What's happened, though, in colleges and universities, and it was happening in the 19th century in the North, clearly, is that you have one way of thinking. Generally, academics like to be around people that think like them. They don't really want to have a challenge to their positions. They don't really want to have anything that would upend their own preconceived notions on things. They don't like that. They're thin-skinned. They don't particularly care for debate. And they're not someone who is going to accept that maybe something they've said is incorrect or... There's another side of it. Now, uh, that's, that's standard. And a lot of times when you stake your career on a position, you see this particularly in archaeology. I'll just use an example of archaeology. Uh, the, the thesis of you know how, who are the first peoples in America, where do they come from, uh, when you go out and you find these, uh, these remains and artifacts, and then you start doing some analysis of those things. How does all that work? Well, people will stake their career on a particular position, and anything that would refute that position is, in their mind, a career ender because they've been wrong their entire lives, and they refuse to admit it. And then, if academics do decide that, well, maybe the other side has something to say about this, they always have to spin it in a direction. I'll give you a current example of that. It has to do with the Constitution. When you look at someone like Eric Foner or Noah Feldman or other people, Randy Barnett, others who have written about the Constitution, essentially what they've all conceded is that the original Constitution is exactly what people like me have said it was. It was a federation of states. The central government had limited powers. These were the things that were there. It's all true. Lincoln even violated that constitution. But then we had this miraculous discovery of the 14th Amendment. That was ratified supposedly in 1868. And the courts have since used the 14th Amendment properly to ensure a nationalization of everything in America. And that's exactly the way it was intended to be done. So what they've done is conceded the field on the one side. They're not even going to play that game anymore. They've got a whole new game. 
And now that game has to be played by anyone who wants to refute what they're saying. You see, what they've done is move the goalpost. And this is what they often do. Or another example. We have the current fight over uh, the Arlington Confederate Monument. Which, if you're listening to this, if the legal challenge doesn't work, and I don't know if it has yet as I'm recording this, then the monument's going to be destroyed on December 18th of this year. You have people, like Ty Sigley, who said the monument's not a reconciliation monument. It's not a peace monument. It's a lost cause Confederate monument. Well, as the evidence started coming out to refute that position, Sigley dug in his heels and didn't, didn't waver on that. But other historians, some people like Karen Cox, for example, actually have admitted, well, yeah, I mean, the monument is a reconciliation monument. It's a peace monument, but it doesn't matter because we're tearing it down anyways. So you see, even when they get caught, it doesn't matter. This is the primary reason why college degrees have lost their value in some ways. Now, there's another part of it that I'll get into as well. But in the general public, people have a negative impression now of college-educated Americans. I think overall, you look at the way that politics have played out. You look at Trump supporters, for example, Republican Party members mostly. Democrats tend to view the college degree as still very good because, well, if you look at the demographics and how Democrats tend to vote, there are more college-educated Democrats than Republicans. Okay, so Democrats seem to value the thing that they have. But for Republicans, they're looking at it as a complete waste of time. A lot of these people have received degrees. They go to public-funded institutions. They are getting public dollars to do it, whether it's you know, through student loans or Pell Grants or whatever they're getting. And they don't see a return on their, on their investment for these people because what they do is go out and then try to take more money from them or force DEI on them or whatever it is. The things that they don't like. They see the universities as a mill for the woke agenda in America. They see it as the problem. And they're not incorrect about this. The universities have been driving that now for the last several years. You look at where all this stuff comes from, it generally comes out of universities and then will, will appear in other areas, whether it's your human rights, or, I'm sorry, human resources departments and your corporations. These people then go work in corporations and they push the agenda, whether it's people getting into government and pushing that agenda. The soft sciences, the soft areas or the arts are the areas that are, that are accused of doing these things. And they're not incorrect about that. So on one side, you have the Republicans who are suspicious of people with college educations because of that. Because they're not really getting an education, they're getting an indoctrination. They go into these classes with these leftist professors who look at it as their own little mini talk show, and they want to ensure that when the people walk out of there to get, your, to get your grade, you will produce what they tell you to produce. And of course, in the meantime, you might even start believing some of this stuff. Maybe you didn't think it before, but now you think it. So that's part of the problem. So people, again, are suspicious, particularly on the right, of a college education. Now, what about companies? And that's what this article is about. Why are companies ditching the college degree? There are a number of large corporations that have done it. Why have they ditched the college degree? Well, part of it, again, is the structure that's developed in your colleges and universities. What they've realized is that that degree hasn't really prepared any of these people for that job. They don't necessarily write any better when they get out of college. They don't, they're not able to critically think any better when they get out of college. And you can train them to do whatever you want if they come to work for your corporation. 
And some of these corporations are the largest in the United States. Walmart, for example, is ditching the college degree. Don't need it if you want to go and work at Walmart and move up to the company. As long as you can be trained, show some initiative, show that you have some intelligence, and you can move up and you can do the things that Walmart requires you to do, you can go, you can advance through that company. Google even, some of the tech companies are dropping it because if you have some type of skill going into it, we know a lot of kids have computer skills, advanced computer skills by the time they get to a college as they've, they've nurtured these things throughout their time as a, as a uh, teenager. So why force them to go to college when you can, when you can capture that, that student in your corporation, train them exactly the way you need them to be trained, and then work, have them work for your corporation. Now, of course, Google and all these corporations are also leftist, predominantly leftist organizations. So you're still going to get all other stuff when you go to that corporation, it's just like the military. You get that 18-year-old recruit, they go in, they get all the DEI and everything else in the military. They also are trained to do what they need to do, all the skills. They didn't go to college. The skills that they learn when they're there. And then they can use those skills when they get out of the military, or of course they can go into a, get a college degree and do something else. But you see, the military is another example of how you don't necessarily, and I think this is what corporations are looking at, you don't necessarily need somebody to go to college to learn how to do these things. Colleges have failed because they're not, they're not adequately showing how their instruction, how their, how their curriculum is fostering these kind of things that we need in society. One of the arguments for being a college-educated person is that you, you learned how to vote better. You learned, you learned civics. You learned the Constitution. You learned these things. Can we honestly say that about most of the people that have gone to college today? Can we? Or is it just, well, these people have a degree, and uh, now we're going to have to train them up anyways? Now, in certain fields, say an engineer, when somebody comes out with an engineering degree, well, they do have a skill that they can use, and they're going to go into a low-level management position probably, and they're going to work their way up. But for the most part, a lot of degrees that we get, particularly in these soft areas, say a philosophy major, or what kind of skills do they have? Well, we thought, well, if they have a college degree, they can use that, and they, can, they, they learn how to do things, and we can use that to our advantage in this corporation. But is that necessarily the case all the time? So the corporations are saying, well, just forget about that. You can just come work for us. So let me get into the article. But the problem with, with of course, a degree is that it's become seen as less valuable to these corporations. This is from uh, the Daily Mail. It's a United, UK newspaper. But it says, nearly half of U.S. companies intend to eliminate bachelor's degree requirements for some job positions next year. And 55% said they'd already eliminated degree requirements this year, according to an Intelligent.com survey of 800 U.S. employers carried out in November. It comes after Walmart, IBM, Accenture, Bank of America, and Google announced similar plans. The survey found that the same employers that have already eliminated bachelor's degree requirements were far more likely to continue doing so. Now look at the list of those companies. 800 companies, 400 of those companies, at least are saying we're getting rid of the bachelor's degree requirement for a lot of positions. This has gotten a little bit overboard. For example, do you need a bachelor's degree to be a firefighter? Well, not really. You can be trained for that job. You go in, you want to be a firefighter and paid fire departments. There's, there's not as many of them as, as uh, volunteer departments, but a lot of people love that career. They want to go into that. They want to do it full time. And so you don't make a lot of money. So a lot of firefighters, because of the shift work, they can work other jobs. 
but they want to do that for a career. So they go and they get hired by a paid fire department. But do you really need a college degree for that? Now, in some cases, they started requiring it in larger departments that uh, if you wanted to move up the department, maybe if you wanted to stay on a low-level position, you didn't have to have it. But if you wanted to get into management in the fire department, you had to get college degrees. Well, why? Why is that necessary? Could there not be some type of, uh, of continuing education classes you could take to do this, right? Maybe it's fire science, which now has become a, a degree. But maybe it's things like uh, chemistry, so you can learn chemical properties and learn how to fight fires with different kinds of chemicals. Maybe it is some type of you know, courses that you could take to help navigate all the paperwork and all the bureaucracy of a fire department if it's a paid department. All of that could be done OJT, right? On-the-job training, you could have some type of uh, continuing education classes as you're a firefighter and do those things. So, But for a while, degrees. How about police officers? Do you need a degree to be a police officer? Well, I mean, they started requiring it uh, in some areas. Now, sometimes, in many cases, that's been dropped, but they started requiring it. So it went a little overboard in some places. And now you have major companies, Walmart, IBM, Google, Bank of America. These, I mean, you're talking about financial institutions, retail establishments, tech companies saying, look, we don't need to have a college degree. We can train you to do what we want you to do. In October, Walmart eliminated college degrees as a requirement for hundreds of its corporate roles, saying it would get rid of unnecessary barriers that prevent career advancement. Now, some of that, if you just look at that, that's not an attack necessarily in the education system. What is that saying? That a college degree could be something that was against the woke agenda, right? Because maybe some of these people didn't have a college degree. Maybe they didn't have the means to obtain a college degree. So maybe the college degree was a barrier to their diversity in their company. They didn't come out and say that. But that's perhaps some of the reason why it's behind this. The other thing is, well, maybe they have well-qualified people that don't have a degree that have worked through the system. They've been loyal Walmart employees for a long time. They know the company. They know what's going on. And yet, because they don't have a degree, they can't move up into some mid-management positions or other things because they don't have it. So maybe somebody who's worked at a Walmart for years, they've been maybe a mid-manager. Maybe they can't be a store manager if they don't have a college degree, yet this person knows that store inside and out. They understand how Walmart functions and what needs to be done. They would be a good person to make that Walmart work better. And yet they can't become the manager because they don't have the degree. So what they're realizing is that training, skill training, and actual experience often matter. For example, Accenture launched an apprenticeship program in 2016 through which it has since hired 1,200 people. An apprenticeship. We're going back to the 18th century now. Well, how do you learn to be a blacksmith? You're an apprentice. How do you learn to be a cobbler? You're an apprentice. How do you learn to be a carpenter? You're an apprentice. How do you learn to be a bookmaker? You're an apprentice. You learn how to do these skills by working with someone that does those skills. How do you learn how to be uh, any kind of skilled position? doesn't matter if it's a, a, a hard skill like masonry or a soft skill. You can learn those things simply by working with people who do them. You don't necessarily need the degree to do it. So then they give you a list of industries that are dropping degree requirements. 
Information services, 72%. 72% of information service companies are dropping degree requirements. Software developers, 62%. Software developers don't even need it to develop software. They can train you. Finance and insurance, 61%. Insurance sales, you don't need a degree to sell insurance. And some financial institute, you want to go to work for a bank, you can learn the, some of the financial things behind the scenes on that. You can learn this stuff pretty easily. Why can't you be working a bank and be kind of a mid-level manager in a bank without having a degree in banking? You can. You have some, some ability. You know how to do some math. You know how to do these things. You, a lot of this is automated anyways. You know how to sell products. You can go work and do that. Construction, 55%. Why would you need a college degree for, for construction? Now, there are things that you might want to get a degree for where you learn how to ride around in the truck and go to the job site and point out some things. But even there, you have people that have on-the-job training, years of experience, and they're being told how to do things by people that are fresh out of college. It just doesn't work, right? You can learn more by just being on the job. Now, what happens with all of this, of course, is that when you do these apprenticeship programs, when you actually start that way, you make less money to begin with. And that's why the college degree was always attractive. Well, you get the college degree, you get better money when you come out. But is that always the case now? Healthcare and social assistance, 42%. Education, 35%. Now, that's the one that's interesting. 30, it doesn't say what, what these people are doing in that industry where you need a degree. But let me tell you something. I think that some people are realizing, even in teaching degrees, that some people could be teachers that don't necessarily have an education degree. The education degree matters less. If you know your subject material and you can get some on-the-job training and learn how to do some things as a teacher, well, you could do that stuff. The education degree is how to it's become things like how to make how to make uh, uh, you know little crafts for your students and um, you know how to how to do these kind of things, how to fill out a lesson plan. Well, you can learn that without going to college. It's become educational theory which a lot of times is some type of DEI indoctrination. So perhaps if you know your material and you can learn how to teach, learn how to present that material, you're better than somebody that knows how to fill out a, a lesson plan. You see, the education degree is about the bureaucracy. And so a lot of these schools are saying, all right, well, we don't have somebody with education, education degree, but you know your field, come on in, you can get on the job training and learn how to teach. We'll help you with that. And you can teach these kids. Some 80% of those people joined the company without a four-year degree. Earlier this year, the company expanded the program with the goal of filing 20% of its U.S. entry-level roles without a degree. Right. So this is the apprenticeship program through Accenture. A person's educational credentials are not the only indicators of success. So we advance our approach in hiring to focus on skills, experiences, and potential, CEO of Accenture North America, Jimmy Etheridge, told the outlet. I mean, look at that. So skills, experiences, and potential. I'm sure there are things that they do to see what your potential would be. What kind of experiences do you have? What kind of skills do you have coming into this company already? that you could do, that you could do this job and be a good employee for us. 
In October, Walmart eliminated college degrees as a requirement for hundreds of its corporate roles, saying it would get rid of unnecessary barriers that prevent career advancement. For hundreds of its corporate roles, it said job applicants would start seeing updated job descriptions next year. In particular, it said it will waive the need for a university degree if candidates can show they have gained the necessary skills through alternative prior experience. So if you've got the skills to do the job that we're asking you to do at Walmart, why do you need the degree? This is a big question. It's one that for, for a while we were told everybody has to go to college. But now these companies, when we had manufacturing jobs and other things, you know, in the United States, people didn't have to go to college. They could get a high school degree. They could go out and work in a career for 20 or 30 years, make decent money, and be happy. You just have a middle-class life and be happy. We've lost that. We've lost that because we've told everybody they have to go to college. And then when they can't do that or don't want to do that, then there's a stigma around it. Well, you didn't go to college. While degrees should be part of the equation and in some cases even required, there are many roles where a degree is simply unnecessary, including a corporate headquarters, a blog post from the retailer wrote. Or read, I'm sorry. While some companies appear to be spearheading the movement, those that haven't made changes thus far appear less likely to do so in the future. Among the companies that didn't eliminate bachelor's degree requirements in 2023, only 9% said they anticipate doing so next year. So it looks like, according to these to this data, the companies that have already done it are going to do it, and then only 9%. So there's about half of America is going to do this, and about half of America is not, in corporate America anyways. But maybe we're going to see this happen more as we go along. Accenture launched an apprenticeship program in 2016. As, it, as I said, which has since hired 1,200 people. As part of the survey, employers were asked, also asked what types of positions they were most likely to eliminate degree requirements for. Among the 55% who eliminated bachelor's degree requirements, 70% did so for entry-level roles, 61% for mid-level roles, and 45% for senior roles. 45% for senior roles. But 70% entry-level. You don't need the degree to get in. We'll train you to do what we want. And then mid-level, 61%. And then, of course, 45% for, for senior roles. And of the 95% of employers who have bachelor's degree requirements, 24% require these degrees for three-quarters of their jobs, and 27% said they require a degree for about half of their position. So even there, there's some flexibility in how you can use the degree. A report published by the Burning Glass Institute last year described the growing trend of cutting degrees as a requirement as an essential step in reducing inequity in the labor market, in the American labor market. So there it is, right? So this could be, on the surface, it looks like this is good because, you know, we're getting... But what they're really trying to do is remove inequity. Well, college degrees are generally for a certain group of people, and those certain group of people are not diverse enough. So we're going to cut this stuff so we have more diversity in our institutions. Now, I could also say that this is not necessarily a bad thing, uh, that maybe the degree is not, not always necessary for these people to get these jobs and do these jobs well. We know that's the case. But it's created maybe a stratification. However, the real issue again is we've got now, it looks like DEI working on both ends. A lot of people are suspicious of the college degree on conservatives because they think it creates this woke society. The corporations are saying, well, we're getting too many of a certain demographic. It looks like if we keep the college degree, so we're going to cut that out because we want to create a diverse company. So 
that's going on. Also, I think there is there are some realists out there and saying, well, maybe you don't need this degree to do this job. Uh, that may not produce the best employees. There are good, hardworking people that don't have a degree, that are intelligent, that can do this, that don't need it. The degree still is an opportunity for you to make more money ultimately. But even when you look at the way the college environment is going in the next 10 years, there's going to be some major changes, I think, and how because of politics, how a degree is viewed and degree requirements and other things. So I would certainly keep an eye on this. And I would certainly pursue alternative means of education, like McClanahan Academy, like this podcast, like other things out there. There's all kinds of these things out there that you could look at to do this. Because those things, just taking a class that you may not agree with or you didn't know something about, can help you not just regurgitate information, but think critically about some things. This podcast can help you think critically about some things. Well, how is this happening? What's going on here? Why does this matter? Those are the kind of questions you should always be asking. And there are a lot of intelligent people. I mean, look, if you listen to the show, you're an intelligent person. A lot of intelligent people out there who may not have a degree or may not have a degree in the field that I'm talking about, history, you know, politics, law, or whatever, when I get into these things. But you know how to, you learn some things about it and you become a better educated individual and you're a better citizen for that. So again, wrapping this up, 2023, last episode of the year. Thanks, thank you, everybody, for being part of this for 2023. We had a, you know, a number of episodes this year. I don't remember what the first number of the episode was this year. I should have looked it up before I got on. We've had a lot, though. And uh, it's been a lot of fun this year. Like I said, there are probably going to be some changes in 2024. We'll talk about those when we get there in 2024. But I sure hope that everybody here has a great holiday season. You spend some time relaxing. Do the best you can to do that. And I'll see you in 2024. So until 2024, see you then.